Welcome to the New Little Life Podcast. My name is Allison. I'm a lactation consultant, a breast pump expert, and a mom of three little boys. Here on the podcast, we talk with real moms and experts about breastfeeding and pumping. This podcast is designed to help you feel supported by other moms who are doing exactly what you're doing, to get tips and tricks on breastfeeding, and learn how to efficiently navigate pumping while going back to work. All right, another episode in season two today here on the New Little Life podcast. This season has really been focused on talking with working moms about pumping and breastfeeding. Today's guest is one who is very experienced in pumping. So I'm really excited to share some of these tips and tricks that she has with you today as an exclusively pumping mom. So we'll dive into that really shortly here. I did just want to remind you of my pumping for working moms program, which is specifically designed for working moms. If you're looking for a step-by-step guide and some personalized help from myself and from my team, that is exactly what we do in there. This is an application only program because I want to make sure that your money and my time are both invested in a thing that's going to help you. So you can actually schedule a call with a member of my team. Her name is Natalie and she can walk you through it and we can figure out together if this is something that you need and she can get you started right away with me. I love working with moms inside my program. Um, It's heavily focused on pumping, obviously, but most of these moms are combining breastfeeding and pumping. And as you'll hear today from our guest, this is a hard thing to do. (laughs) And sometimes we end up relying more on the pump than we imagined and really having a good base of what you're doing, the basics of pumping and the more advanced techniques can really help make the difference in meeting your feeding goals, whatever that looks like for you. So if you're interested, you're welcome to schedule a call with me and my team or send me an email or message with more questions. But I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest. Her name is Jackie. She's an exclusively pumping mom, a wife, a nurse, and most recently a certified breastfeeding specialist. She's passionate about helping other breastfeeding moms with pumping after being inspired by her own wild and rewarding journey. Welcome to the podcast, Jackie. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's so funny. I feel like moms, especially when they have a difficult experience, often end up getting certified or doing education in this field. So I see this so often that moms like you are like, that was hard. I need more information and I want to help more moms. Yes, absolutely. I think anything that you go through that is this challenging, but also this rewarding is like, I can't help but literally just shout it from the top of the roof. Like this is how you can be better or, you know, and get certified just to any glimmer of hope and positivity, I think is what every mom or pumping person needs. So I love it. That's what brought me to do what I'm doing too. My back to work experience was not good. I mean, I kind of made it work, but I know so much more now and you just have to share that. So I love that you're doing that too. Okay. Let's just start at the beginning. Talk to me about your little one who's now 13 months, I believe. Start back at the beginning and just share with us your journey and how you got to where you are. Um, So from the very beginning, when I was pregnant, um, I was working full time as a registered nurse um, in oncology infusion. And so I was working 40 hours a week. I was also doing my master's degree, which was a whole nother like animal in itself. Um, And then I was while I was pregnant, I hadn't done like a lot of research on like the delivery. I feel like you kind of pick one thing to kind of focus on when you're pregnant. And I was so not concerned about the delivery process, which I'm not saying is a good thing. Um, but I was 
like knew that I wanted to breastfeed. And so that's what I really dove into as far as research and like reaching out to people that had babies previously that I knew um, breastfed successfully. And then I also um, took a breastfeeding course that was, it was all on Zoom because of COVID. Um, but it was just like real, two IBCLCs and they dove into breastfeeding. Um, and so I did that course and I felt like, and my husband was there for most of it. Like he, I knew that it wasn't going to be the easiest thing just from what I heard. But then you also hear people say like, it's natural, like it's just the natural way. And so my husband kept saying like, don't make it, you know, dark and dreary and don't like go into it thinking that it's going to be harder or you're not going to be successful. So I was like trying to balance it. Like I can do it, but it's probably not going to be easy. Um, so fast forward, I ended up having high blood pressure, not preeclampsia, but I had to, um, they had induced me three weeks, um, early. So at 37 weeks, they, um, did my induction, which was not fun at all. Uh, it was almost 48 hours, um, of, like labor. And I was just so tired. Nobody could be in the hospital with us. Um, in LA, things are very, we're very, very strict still. So nobody else was allowed in the delivery room except for my husband. Um, and so anyway, I was exhausted as we all are, but exhausted after pushing. Um, and it was 10 30 at night after he finally came and they took me like everything happened so fast. They pulled the epidural out. They're like, okay, go to the bathroom and you're going to go to postpartum. I'm like, okay. And so they like wheel me down there. It's all dark in the hallways. The nurse comes in to like do the assessment and you're still like, what just happened? Um, and immediately, immediately she went and got a uh, nipple shield. And I was like, had never heard of it. Didn't know what it was. Like, obviously hadn't tried it before. Um, there was no like sizing to see what size the um, nipple shield should be. She just brought me like two of them and she's like, oh, this one looks good. And she put it on and she latched my son for me and she's like, okay, looks good. We're good to go and left. And I was like, okay, uh, I'm not sure what just happened. I don't know if he, like, I didn't really understand how long it was going to take for my milk to come in either. Um, I didn't like just didn't understand all of that, even though I knew like colostrum first, but I was like, how do I know if he actually ate, you know? Um, anyway, so then fast forward to the next morning, the, um, lactation consultant came in, I think it was like eight 30 in the morning, still exhausted, of course. And he had, he like had just latched, I think I thought. Um, and so I was like, oh yeah, well he's sleeping now. So she's like, okay, I'll come back later. And she never came back. And so like, that's all I could think about was, is, am I breastfeeding? Like, is this happening or is it not? Do I need this nipple shield that I still don't understand what, what it is um, and what's wrong with my nipples. And so like the nurses kept, I kept like trying to ask, but they were also short staffed because of COVID. And there were like a lot of travel nurses that didn't really have like, not that they're not educated, but I don't think that they had like the proper tools necessarily um, and I just didn't get like as much help as I felt I needed. And during my breastfeeding class that I took before he was born, I had asked like, do you think I should bring my own breast pump into the hospital just because, you know, I've never used one before. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. They have the, like, they have them there. They'll let you use them. Well, the nurse wheeled it in. I had no, she's like, here's the manual. <laughs> um, I what? still didn't know no. what. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Oh. That's how it happened. Um, I can't even imagine like what everybody's stories are, but 
here's the manual. So no one had sized me still. I have no idea what size I am. You assume that you're a 24 or 28 that it came with, um, which I was not. And so, and super painful from like trying to get him to latch and you're chapped and blah, 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 blah. Um, and so anyway, it was just not a great experience, um, for me, even though I was like determined to do it, I just felt like I wasn't getting it. And so then the following day, the next lactation consultant came in and I was like, could you please, please, please come back when he's actually going to feed. And so she came back, we struggled a lot. Um, she was like, oh yeah, you have, um, you have short nipples, which also is very foreign when you haven't like heard that language before. (laughs) Um, and so I was like, okay, what's wrong with me? Like, should I like, is there anything I could have done to change this? And so she went and got more nipple shields in different sizes. And then she got the SNS and formula. And I was like, immediately like, I didn't want to do formula and I have nothing against formula. It just wasn't in my plan. Um, and how I had pictured things going. So once she got the formula in the SNS system, so if anybody has used that or knows what it is, it's very, um, takes a lot of hands. It was me, it's my husband, complicated. yeah, <laughs> um, three people to get my son on my breast, um, to feed. And so anyway, uh, it was a lot. It's, um, it still wasn't successful before we left. And the whole time I just kept thinking like, and he was five pounds, eight ounces when he was born. So he was tiny. Um, and he didn't have any tongue ties that they diagnosed him with, but, um, ultimately like, I just, I was so confused about the whole thing. And then, um, the pump ultimately, like it could have probably been more successful had I been sized correctly. (laughs) Um, and if I had known how to use the pump, like looking back, I didn't even know if I was in stimulate simulation or, um, expression mode. I didn't know, like, I didn't know any of it. I didn't know cycles, um, and didn't do any research on pumps because I was planning on nursing him, you know, like I thought I did my research. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so then I like had to be my own advocate. So I like asked if there, I didn't even know there was an outpatient consultant program at the hospital where I delivered. There was, I got the phone number. Um, and I ended up going in two days after he was born and getting help. Um, but I still wasn't successful. I couldn't repeat anything that she did once we got home. Like my husband went with me, we tried all of the positions and it just wasn't, um, working and I was triple feeding. So she was like, this is, you have to pump this many times a day. Every time he was latching, uh, with the nipple shield, then I would also have to pump and give him a bottle. And I was just like crying every single, he was crying. I was crying. My husband, like just holding my hand, it's going to be okay, but you don't feel like it's going to be okay. Um, and I just felt so responsible for every ounce of nutrition. And then, um, so I did formula for a little bit until my milk came in. We did formula for three days with, um, my colostrum and I ultimately just, it went on for, I want to say a week. And I finally gave up and just went to the pump. Um, and it was the best decision. Like looking back, if I had had more, if a lactation consultant came to the home, it just was so hard with COVID too. Like anybody who delivered during COVID, I think understands, like I, it, it just felt so foreign. And so like, you know, the masking and, um, and just like, so procedural instead of like this intimate thing that I wanted it to be, um, between me and my son. So, Anyway, it ended up 
working out fast forward. Um, I like was, I had bought, I did the Spectra S2 through my insurance for my free pump. And then I went and bought the LV. I was like, I don't care what it costs. It could be $2,000. I need something that I don't have to be plugged into the wall, you know, with the flanges out and trying to hold him um, and pumping at the same time, because I wanted to be able to pump and feed him at the same time to try to like save a little bit of time. Um, and so that's what I did. I just pumped. I think I was pumping like 13 times a day (laughs) at one point. Like it was just exhausting, you know, the middle of the night thing and, um, totally worth it, but exhausting. And so now I'm just absolutely passionate about like anybody who messages me on (laughs) Instagram or, you know, my cousin just called me yesterday, like, okay, how do I do this? And what do you think about that? And I'm like, I'm totally all about it because I, I just, without the community, I found your page through YouTube um, when I was trying to pick a pump and without like the support and other people who have either gone through something similar or who are very educated about the whole topic, it's like, you need that in your life in order to um, be successful. And I think we're really blessed to have like the internet and social media and, you know, back in the day when they could barely get a hold of pamphlets, I mean, I don't, I don't know how women did it without each other. It's crazy. And honestly, your experience is not unlike a lot of other moms experience too. Unfortunately, the hospitals, they do, they did their best. I, I hope. Um, but man, there's like a lot of patients. So, you know, like we're both nurses, like I kind of know what it's like on the other side when you got a list of patients, you got to see, and you got to chart on all of them and make sure everyone's, you know, and then you're right. COVID made it so crazy. I had a baby in 2020. So I remember just, it was a weird experience and the resources we usually have available were not available. And it was hard. I can't imagine being a first time mom going through that during those times that would have been, I would have been lost, honestly. Yeah. It's very hard. So did you ever feel any like guilt about switching to the pump instead of feeding at the breast when you made that decision? A hundred percent. I think I felt guilt. I also, just to be totally transparent with anybody listening, I think that I needed some Zoloft or something in my life. Um, I think that I was very much in denial about having a little bit of postpartum depression and anxiety, like and those intrusive thoughts that happen. And so I think all of that combined and then feeling like a failure at breastfeeding, it was like every day, sorry, (laughs) every day. But then I would look at that nipple shield and go, I can't do that anymore. Like I can't, I couldn't fathom putting a nipple shield on in public and trying to do all like get him into position because I would lose the nipple shield all the time. It kept falling off. And then I was using coconut oil when I was pumping to get it more comfortable. And then that would make the nipple shield fall off. And so I felt guilt every single day until maybe he was six months old. Like I carried it for a long time. time. I still have it a little bit if I'm being honest, but now I'm like, it is what it is. Like everybody's story is what it is. And I was able to do what I wanted to do. And so that's what matters. Yeah. (laughs) That's what was. It's just, I feel like you weren't even given a shot in the beginning. Like nobody explained to you what was happening or why they were giving these recommendations. And I mean, I feel like looking in on your story, you did the best you could with what you had and you did really well at it, you know? Yeah. And I think that if I knew 
I was listening to another podcast, um, holistic lactation recently. And she said something profound that I was like, Whoa, uh, she said it shouldn't take your whole maternity leave to figure out breastfeeding. So I, although I decided not to go back to work, I was thinking, yeah, like if it took you 12 weeks, which I could see that happening to figure out like latching and them gaining weight and if they're transferring properly and all of the things. And if it took you 12 weeks, like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you gave up when you went back to work because then you have to figure out the whole nother thing of pumping and going back. So um, I think that's the other thing too, that is like, I, I hope that moms are empowered enough to seek help before it gets so far and so hard because like the 12-week maternity leave is just not enough, <laughs> um, especially if you have a hard go around or if you have to have ties released or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, just get help. Yeah. I 100% agree. It should not, if it takes that long, something is not right. Right. And you know, as well as I do that feeding at the breast and pumping are two very different skills. Like they don't translate a lot except for the fact that there's milk involved. I mean, latching a baby and then pumping are just two things. So especially for working moms, that first little bit, I always recommend really tackle feeding at the breast if that's important to you and ditch the pump for a while, unless you have to, unless we, unless there's a reason for doing that, because it, you're right that building that skill first and then trying to tackle pump would be so much easier than a situation like you were thrown into where you're doing that triple feeding, trying to figure out both of these things and then ending up having to choosing one because like, you're not given the resources for either. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, just absolutely. That's, you have to have the resources. And I think it's, I do agree that I think hospitals and nurses, I think everybody does what they can, but you know, I also think that you do get shorted on things sometimes and you don't even know that you got shorted on it until a long time from then, you yeah. know, and sometimes you have to be your own advocate like you and say, look, you have got to help me. <laughs> I need help. And because no one's going to come knocking on your door um, and say, are you doing okay? I mean, I wish they would, but you're going to have to go out and find it. So tell me what your pumping experience was like when you decided to switch over to that. Like, I'm sure that you learned a lot there. How long did it take you? What were the things that make, made the most difference for you? Let's just start there. I think for me, after seeing the lactation consultant, I was also the guilt, but I was also ashamed. And this is goes into my profession and work. I worked for the hospital system where I delivered. And so I was like very ashamed that I had failed quote unquote, and just felt like I couldn't do it anymore. And getting on the 405 is a very crazy highway that is here in LA. Um, and getting on the 405 to take him to the hospital was to go back to the lactation consultant was just like daunting to me. And so I just literally got on YouTube and watched every single video that I thought was going to help me. Um, I think the one thing that was negative for me is that you watch some influencers or you watch some people that promote um, pumps and you get this idea that it's going to be super easy and like, this is great and everything is rainbows and butterflies and like, and then you do it yourself and you're like, that wasn't as easy as they made it seem. So I think that although like, just be, I want to say, be careful with like what you follow and what you um if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Um, so for me, I, I don't know. I wish that there was more 
way more people talking about flange sizing. So in the beginning, I just, you know, I opened my Spectra and I opened the LV and they both had a 24 and a 28. And so I hadn't really gone much further than that. I just was like, well, I know I'm not a 28, so I'm going to use the 24. So when I started to do that, I got um, a milk blub. Blub? Yeah. yeah. Um, on my left side, I want to say I had it three separate times. Um, and I couldn't figure out why. Well, first of all, I was in pain, but I also wasn't getting that much. I probably would have gotten a lot more milk had I been um, fitted like early, early on. And that's another thing I want to say is that the lactation consultant, even outpatient, didn't size me. <laughs> they don't so, get training on that. I mean, well, you well, you just did a, a like your CBS certification, but even as an IBCLC, we get zero training on pumping and they don't know how. A lot of them don't even know it's a thing, just like you, you know? Yeah. And so I think like, I don't know like what kind of movement needs to be started, but there needs to be like this flange sizing, like big red flag on every yeah. pump that comes in and like around the inside. And so, um, so basically I went through a lot of pain, a lot of struggles with not being fitted correctly. And then once I realized it, um, and watched it, I found it on YouTube, um, that I needed to be sized correctly. My husband went out and got one of those rulers from his, from his garage tools that like gets, you know, into millimeters. And he's like, oh yeah, no, you're definitely not a 24. (laughs) And so, um, I ordered the 20 millimeter on the Spectra website and then, um, it was much more successful after that. And I, it was much smoother, but I was pumping, I think at 1.13 times a day in the beginning. And then, you know, once I felt like my milk was established enough, I, I went down to eight or nine and then I would just like, I logged it every single day. I used the free, um, app, the baby tracker mm-hmm. and I logged my milk. I was like obsessed with it to make sure I was getting enough for him. And if I didn't hit 32 ounces a a day. I was like, okay, well, I got to do a power pump tonight. Like I was just, I was so obsessed with it and I couldn't, (laughs) and it sounds crazy. I am sure. Um, but I was like, I'm not, I've come this far now. I will do whatever it takes and I'll pump as many times as I have to, um, without it. I just was determined. And then one of my girlfriends texts me and she's like, have you been doing the fridge hack? And I was like, excuse me, what (laughs) you mean to tell me that could be even easier. And so, um, I know that like the CDC has, there's, there's things that go against this recommendation. However, it's the only way that saved me, um, my only sanity, my baby was healthy. I didn't have to worry about that in my opinion. And I was willing to, to do that. Um, and so once I started the fridge hack, I went from between my LVs and my spectra, just depending on what I was, you know, doing. Uh, and so it got a little bit easier, but there was never a day up until he was, until he was six months and started solids. I was like, I am not compromising this whatsoever. So I like would make myself be home. Like I would only go out for 45 minutes a day, basically. So I could like Mm -hmm. make sure that my milk would, you know, and, um, And so that's very isolating too. Uh, The whole process is so hard and then you feel isolated. So um, because you feel strapped to the pump. So even though I had the LV and I could leave and I had the battery life, I still was just like, you know, something about having to, it's a lot of work, you know, to leave the house and have the right bra on and da, 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 da. So 
I don't know. I mean, I made it work, but it's it was hard work for sure. Did you end up going back to work at any point or have you been staying at home since then? No, I um, we switched to 10 hour shifts at the clinic that I was working at. um, And I just being gone 12 hours a day, you know, with traffic, um, I my husband and I were just kind of like, yeah, it doesn't align with um, where we're at right now. And they don't do part time positions. They um, just do per diem or full time. So it's not aligned for us right now. I don't know that it uh, will be anytime soon. We'd like to have another one. So yeah. I decided not to go back to work, but one of my girlfriends who delivered worked with me side by side. We, our babies were born three days apart. Oh, wow. um, she did end up going back to work and she was able to successfully pump at our workplace. And so I know that it's possible. We just, she uses one of the exam rooms there. Um, and just to share with your listeners and um, anybody who might benefit from this. She had to walk across CVS one day because she forgot one piece to her pump, one piece of (laughs) (laughs) um, and had to walk across the CVS and go get a manual breast pump. So just for anybody listening, have a manual breast pump somewhere, somehow in your car, in your purse, in your desk somewhere in case you have that emergency, because it comes in handy sometimes. Yeah. I'm curious to know if you think that any of your, like the last year, the stuff that you've gone through might've been attributed to the fact that you're now a stay at home mom instead of a working mom. Do you feel like you lost any of your identity and maybe transferred that to pumping or like, I don't know. I'm curious, like your thoughts, because you made a big life transition on top of a big life transition. Um, How do you think that affected you? I definitely think it, I think becoming a mom changes your identity anyway. Yes. Because you, especially as a nurse, I felt, and like I was going to school, I was finishing my master's program, all, all of these things that you have so much control over like your timeline and when you're going to sleep and how you're going to do things and how your day is going to look like you have so much control over that before you have a little angel in your arms, but then you lose it all. And so I think like you go through this huge identity, not crisis, but change that like all of a sudden you have to give it to the baby. Like it doesn't happen right away, but you know, you go through this change of you accept your timeline is no longer yours. Um, and, but once you give into it, like things get easier. And I think pumping now has become like, it is like an identity for me like, again, I want to tell everybody about it because I think that even if you're not going to exclusively pump, but like you need hope that pumping is going to be okay. If you're going back to work, um, you can still pump and make it work for yourself. But it also is like this thing that now I don't really want, I worked so hard to get to where we are now that I'm weaning and I'm like, well, okay. Do I really, he doesn't like cow's milk. So now I'm going through this thing. Like I'm still pumping once a day. I just pump in the morning. Um, but I know that if I like didn't pump tomorrow, I probably would just stop getting milk. Like my Mm -hmm. body's totally. Um, but now I'm like, I feel so guilty kind of like, because you're in control when you're exclusively pumping, like you are literally have all the control over what's happening. Um, it's not like a baby comes to your breast and takes off what they need. It's like, you're putting this pump on yourself and you're telling your body what to put out. And then when you're done, you're done. There's no baby coming back and asking for more. Um, and 
so I think like, that's what I struggle with too, is now that he's eating a lot more solids, he's only doing one bottle a day. It's like, well, if he was still coming to the breast, I would still be breastfeeding, you know, like, I don't know if that makes sense, but Mm -hmm. I had the, like, you have this goal of not everybody. I had this goal of making it to six months of pumping. And then once I got to six months, I'm like, this is nothing. I got it, you know? And so now we're at 13 months and I'm like, well, one pump a day is nothing. So like, I'm going to keep pumping once a day for now until like, till I either don't feel like it anymore because he's still taking one bottle a day. And I feel like I'm so in love with breast milk as weird as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just the powers that it has. And so now it's like hard for me to give it up completely if he's still drinking it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. You touched on so many good points there. Exclusive pumping does have that control factor that you don't have as much with breastfeeding. There are some pros to using a pump only. And for the moms that I work with that are combining both, they kind of get the best and worst of both of those worlds. They kind of have control, but not really. Their baby's still managing a lot of their milk supply, but so is the pump kind of when they're away. So that's interesting that you you even identified that as a pro, like I do have control of what's happening. And like you said, if I didn't hit that number for the day, I know exactly what that number is. I know exactly how much I need more. I'm going to make it up. Um, But also like 12 months is like this kind of weird moment when, you know, even for breastfeeding moms, like you can stop, you know, like that's, they can do other forms of milk at this point, but nothing magical happens on their first birthday and they don't know they had a birthday. So what are you supposed to do? And until you get there, you just don't know that feeling of nothing happens that day, you know? And so how long do you go after? I can totally understand where you're at, you know, and kind of feeling this, like I should be done, I guess, because 12 months is all you have to do. But like you worked so hard to get here and your baby's still taking a bottle. Like I can totally see where you're at right now and just kind of walking us through that. I appreciate it. So what's next on tap for you? Like, I know you said you got certified as a a breastfeeding specialist, which is awesome. I love to see that. And you have a great Instagram page. Actually, I love your content, but I love, I follow a lot of pumping and breastfeeding stuff. So that's, you know, fun, but tell me like, what's on your radar? Like, how do you want to help moms kind of not go through some of the struggles that you went through? So I, because I'm so passionate about it now, I feel like I can't shut up about it (laughs) and you can't really like spread it enough. Uh, so what I really would like to do is, uh, start coaching moms who are trying to, um, pump and exclusively pump because they're, you know, determined and that's their goals and their wishes, uh, are to make it still work for them. So I, really want to, I'm just in the very early steps and stages of creating a little program for moms um, to just help because I get so many messages. And like I've said, family and friends who will reach out to me um, and ask me specific questions about what they're going through. And so now I just am like, I have the passion and now I have the knowledge and I wanted to get certified so that I would have even more knowledge and not just my own life experience. Um, And so I I'm just passionate and want to share it with people. So that's what I'm working on right now. It's not up and going, but that's, uh, where I'm at. And then I also started making little personalized lanyards for, um, breast pumps, the ones that are, um, portable. So it works for the baby Buddha and the pumpables genie advanced just to kind of 
give you a little flair and um, happiness and personalization in your pump experience. So um, those are the two things I'm working on right now. And I have no idea where it's going to go, but that's, that's the beginning stages. And um, I love creating content about different breast pumps that I've tried and um, trying to make pumping a little bit more like humorous, maybe is not the right word, but just a little bit more enjoyable and um, joyful and happy because it's not all bad. There are bad things, but, um, you know, and the more, you know, before those bad things happen, the better off everybody will be. So, yeah. Yeah. I love everything that you're doing. And I agree. This kind of stuff cannot be shared enough. And I think the more that we see, especially moms like you who are just kind of normalizing this experience, even though it really didn't look the way that you thought it would, you found a way to make it work. And now you're sharing that. And and I see that more on Instagram and social media and maybe because I follow and I'm looking for it. But I hope that a lot of moms are seeing like there's a, more than one way to do this. And there's becoming more and more resources available to help you, you know, whether it's just a cute little lanyard for your pump, like that sounds silly, but even just making the process a little bit more fun, a little bit more unique can, can make a difference in the long run on how you view what you're doing. Well, and I also think I just wanted to say one more thing that I think as moms, you, we just learn to pivot. It's just a part of what we do. And so I knew that breastfeeding is what I wanted for my son and myself. And so I pivoted, you know, like no matter what comes our way, we pivot and not just with breastfeeding, but all things in our lives, um, you know, that we go through as moms, sleep changes, teething, like you name it, we, you just have to pivot in your life. And so I think that's what every mom is really good at is pivoting. And that's what, that's what I did. That's what, that's what I did. Yep. I agree. We're all, we're all doing that. And if you haven't yet, you will soon have to adjust something in your life. All right. Well, as we kind of finish up, is there anything else you'd like to share with moms, whether they're exclusively pumping like you have, or they're going back to work and pumping or trying to figure out what is the best scenario for them? Any words of advice or tips that you learned, anything like that? I would say, first of all, make sure you have a good, reliable breast pump, um, no matter what, no matter what capacity you're going to be pumping in. Um, and your flange size needs to fit properly. If you are feeling any discomfort while you're pumping, I would have it checked out. However, you're going to do that. Find a nipple ruler or have a lactation consultant um, be seen, get help early on, especially if you're like, haven't been pumping at all because you've been nursing and you're switching. Doesn't mean that the flanges are going to fit that came with the pump. And then also um, to if you can, can, if you're capable of having the wearable pump or a portable pump so that you can pump in the car and make your time more, um, like efficient essentially. And you can, if you have a commute, it's like a really nice way to do it is pump on the way there or pump on the way home. Um, and, and find all the hacks that you can, if you are determined to make it work, because there's lots of moms that have done it before you that I'm sure have tips and tricks to make it a little bit easier. And you're not on your own and you don't have to reinvent the wheel for everything. Like there's lots of people who have created content or knowledge or programs um, like Allison has that, you know, can help you. So don't be too proud to get help if you need it. I say that pretty often too, like reinventing the wheel is a difficult and useless process. I mean, why not learn from someone who can lay it out for you and who's done this before? So 
I 100% agree. And I think the franchising, you mentioned this multiple times. I 100% agree with you that that is a really important part of making pumping work. And I feel like we're just hearing about this in the last couple of years. Like we didn't even know this was a thing. It always makes me wonder like in 10 years, what we're going to be like, can you believe what those people <laughs> used to do with their pumps? Like what were they thinking? You know? Oh my gosh. This changes so quickly. So thank you so much for taking the time. I know you have a little one and he's napping and finding the time to chat with us today. I really appreciate it. And good luck to you. I'm going to keep following you. And if you end up making some really um, like some coaching resources for exclusively pumping moms, I'm going to send all of mine your way because I do my little specific thing. Those who are combining the two and going back to work. But I love meeting other people who are passionate about this, too, who can help moms who are doing something different. I think we need experts in all the little areas so that some people can find exactly what they're doing and get the help that they need. Awesome. Perfect. I love it. I send people to your YouTube video, especially because I love, I love the reviews you do on pumps. They're amazing. Oh, it's so fun. I'm a little bit of a nerd and I really like testing pumps. You can see in my background here that she's looking at, there's like a lot. It's alarming, but I love it. Thanks again, Jackie, for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you.